L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is the Side Hustlers podcast. I'm your host from iHeartRadio, Carla Marie. And each week I talk to a different person who is following a passion outside of their day job. But if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you've noticed that there have been a bunch of people on those episodes. And what I've been doing is during this whole COVID-19 stay at home, social distancing order, is talking to previous guests and small businesses to see what they're doing differently right now during this time and learning how we can can help them and help their small business get through this. And it's been wild hearing how each and every business is pivoting during this. And it makes you realize why these people are small business owners. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to the last few episodes. It's really cool. And it kind of catches you up on everyone who's been on this podcast. But this week, we've got someone who's going to help you if you're new to working from home. So we're going to talk to Jordan. Jordan moved from Seattle to Amsterdam. And when she moved, she had been working from home and realized she needed a work from home shoe because a lot of times we're either in our socks or our slippers and we'll have on our cute work from home outfit and it just doesn't work right. So Jordan created Dewey's. It is a work from home slip on shoe. They're super cute. It was her side hustle. Now she's been able to leave her day job and do this full time. You can check them out. It's Dewey's.com. D-O-O-E-Y-S.com. Let's find out how Jordan created the work from home shoe that we all need right now. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. 
Okay, so joining me from Amsterdam, I think you might be the first person to join Side Hustlers from another country, is Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi. So you're in Amsterdam now, but you're from Seattle. You have this really cool company that you launched called Dewey's. Am I saying it correctly, by the way? Yes, okay. you are. Dewey's, which is such a bizarre time for you to, to launch something that was made for people who work from home. So give us a quick rundown as to what Dewey's is, and then we're going to talk about the whole story about how you did all of this. Yeah, so Dewey's are uh, stylish and supportive house shoes, or as we've termed them, slip shoes, okay. that are made of sustainable materials. So the idea is like around the brand is I just wanted to serve women in their everyday life at home, whether that's getting stuff done around the house, working from home or just kicking back. I thought every woman should have a stylish, supportive shoe to wear every day at home. Yeah, because currently right now, actually, I will show you the slipper that I'm wearing on my oh, yeah. foot right now. And it is a cat. Oh, yeah. It says, welcome home. And it's not that stylish. It's really, you know what? I'm really excited. They look cozy. <laughs> they are cozy. So you are right, though, in the fact that if you are someone who works from home or not work from home, you got your maybe you're doing Zoom meetings, got your cool outfit on. But what are you wearing on your feet? And it really does make a difference in your attitude. So it's cool that you've made these super cute, stylish shoes and they're also sustainable. But when did this idea pop into your head? I moved to Amsterdam uh, two and a half years ago. And in doing that, I transitioned from being a management consultant and working in client offices every day to working from home. And, you know, pretty quickly, I realized every day at home, I was having to choose between wearing comfortable outdoor sneakers or unsupportive indoor slippers. And I was trying to build better habits. Like I have an Ikea crank desk that yeah. you can sit or stand. So I was trying to stand more at home and just not sit all day like a lot of us can kind of fall into that trap of. And so I just realized, hey, there's got to be a better option out there. And I started looking, but I couldn't find any shoe that was kind of fit the style I was looking for and also had sufficient support. So I decided to create my own solution that was stylish, supportive, and <laughs> it should be sustainable while we're at it. So like many side hustlers who are on the podcast it's people who wanted something for themselves, couldn't find it, and just said, I'm going to make it. And it's like, it's crazy that there, not everyone is like that. Like, there are certain people who function that way or can function that way. Have you always thought of yourself as a, I'm just going to go create it myself kind of person? No. I mean, honestly, I think I've had some ideas in the past, but never was like, I'm actually going to go do this. This was the first idea that I just couldn't get out of my head. And I think it was at a point in my life too, where I knew I wanted to consider a career change and I just didn't know what that was. And I just kind of fell into entrepreneurship and it, it really has been like meant to be, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So when you came up with the idea for Dewey's and you're standing at your crank desk, talk a little bit about what your day job was at the time, because I know now Dewey's is your full-time job. So what were you doing originally? When I moved from Seattle, I was a management consultant, and then I uh, joined a new firm that actually had a remote work model. So that made me feel more comfortable because then, although I lived in Amsterdam, everybody worked. Yeah. remote. So it wasn't just me. And so I was, you know, working for a small consulting firm with a couple clients and a small team and just working abroad. And at that time, I think I was working about like 35 hours a week, because when I moved here, I kind of made a commitment to myself, I wanted to have that time to enjoy this new city yeah. that I was moving to and abroad country. and have <laughs> the time to travel. So I think that little bit of extra time in the week, 
paired with like knowing that I wanted to make some sort of change in my life really was a good setup for me to to launch and, and move forward with this idea. So how far into the idea of Dewey's was it still a side hustle? Like at what point did you say, all right, I'm done with my day job. I'm just going to focus on Dewey's. So I think by the point I quit my job was I had all the conceptual designs done and it was really time to move into like the sourcing of material. So it was like I had an idea, I had them down on paper and it was time to go out and say, all right, how are these going to be made? What are they going to be made out of? And I'm really glad that I did leave my job at that time because sourcing ended up being a tremendous amount of work. And I'm I'm so proud of what the result is, but it took a lot of time and effort. So when I did leave my job, it, it was looking back, I'm like, it was the perfect time. But obviously, that's a hard decision to make and, and not and it's difficult to manage. And I'm lucky to have a partner that was able to help kind of support that transition. That kind of leads me into what did your husband say when you were like, I want to make shoes? Is <laughs> he like, what? He's just awesome. Like, I, I don't think he ever doubted it. I, I, I even have friends and family that are like, house shoes, what, Jordan? What are you thinking? Oh, no. And I, I think James, since the very beginning, has been like, yeah, go for it. Do that's it. cool. That's this awesome. That, yeah. that obviously helps because if he was like, mm, that's kind of a dumb idea, then how are you going to be at home and doing this? And yeah, that's totally. the one person you need to support you. So the family members that say it's crazy, do they still think you're crazy now this far into it? No, they don't. It just helps seeing the physical product. Yep. So now that I have the final shoes, I can actually, for people that can wear the sample size, uh, if they have tiny feet like me, <laughs> they, they're they like, I get it. Oh my gosh, I yeah. get it. But in the beginning, it's kind of like a lot of us are used to kind of furry, cozy, you know, slippers at home, but maybe not needing the support. Or maybe it's women that need the support, but are like, I don't need anything that's good looking. So once I put it together, I think people could really see, oh, I see where your yeah. head's at. I could use a pair. Did you know anything about designing shoes before this? No, uh, <laughs> no. I, I, I like to joke that I bought a book for anybody interested in starting a shoe company. It's literally called How to Start a Shoe Company. Stop it. So that's a great place to start. <laughs> Yeah. Did you like, how did you find that book? Just Google search? Yeah, I think I was just Googling and you can buy it on Amazon. And, and there's actually a couple versions. There's then like one about shoe materials and diving a little bit deeper. But that's a great place to start. So then what are Dewey's made out of? That's I think the part that I love the most. I'm going to grab them Ooh, here. Yeah. So, oh, so Dewey's cute. are made out of earth friendly materials. So I'm holding the loafers right now. So they're made out of vegan apple leather. So that's apple leather uses apples from uh, the juice industry and basically takes cores and the skins that would have what? been thrown away anyways and is able to mix them into a form that can be put into like, a vegan, you know, leather alternative. Who knew that that was possible? It's crazy what they can do now. So we have the vegan apple leather. We have the vegan suede made from recycled polyester. We have insoles made from cork, lining that's super soft and cozy. And it's going to say that looks soft. Yeah, it's really soft. And it's made from tree fibers. And then the soles are made with sugar cane. So they're like, they're <laughs> sneaker-like soles, but they replace the petroleum-based material with a bio alternative, which is raw sugar cane. So it's pretty cool what's out there now. Is it hard to have a sustainable company? Now, I know that is a very broad question but i had um someone on the podcast last summer who was trying to take her bathing suit 
line to go more sustainable and ended up shutting down because it was just so expensive and so hard to find sustainable materials and shipping and all of that. So as someone who's kind of just launching a company, what is it like trying to be sustainable from the beginning? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is time. It takes a lot of time to find these materials because they're not readily available. Like if I wanted Mm -hmm. to just do a vegan leather, like great, I can find that anywhere. It's just made from all plastic and like it's easy to source. But if you want to find like eco-friendly materials that are truly eco-friendly, for me, it was like going to that event, meeting that person that then connect me with that other person that then gave me the email it was connecting all these dots. So I would say, yeah, finding like the whole sourcing process is difficult. And I think like from what the person that you talked to Mm -hmm. with the swimwear line, it's more expensive. So yes, the price point for sustainable shoes is probably higher than the unsustainable slippers that you might buy. But if that's important to you, then hopefully you see the value in it. Absolutely. And and you're right. The people who understand the importance of it will understand why you decided to launch a Kickstarter. When did you officially launch the Kickstarter? So I officially launched on March 3rd and then the campaign ran until April 9th. Okay. So a little over a month and you hit your goal and above, you've raised over $14,000 Did you think you were going to hit that? Like, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, I think going into it, I tried to be optimistic, but I didn't think I'd hit the goal that quickly. I mean, in the first two days, we raised $10,000. So that felt really good. So was it family? Was it friends? Was it marketing? What was it? Like, how did people find out about Dewey's? I did some pre-launch marketing. So a bit of Facebook ads and things like that. But honestly, when it came down to it, like through, you know, Google Analytics and what Mm. I've been able to see, it's my friends, my family, my friends of friends. It's the network. It's the women that believe in me and then have shared it with their friends who then have come and discovered Dewey's and bought a pair for themselves. So I'm so grateful to the female community that I have. And yeah, that's really what it comes down to with Kickstarter is tapping into your personal network and getting the word out. So I went in and I supported because I'm really pumped. I've been working from home. Thank you. So which is new for me. So I'm like, well, I want cool shoes to wear when I'm at home. So what will the price point be when they are live and there isn't a Kickstarter and people can just go on and buy their shoes? I'll preface it with because they're sustainable. I know. They do cost more than like a pair of Uggs. So the price point is $145 and they can be bought on Dewey's.com. I, I hope to come out with more styles in the future at different price points, but we're going to start there with the two styles that I do have, the loafer and the mules. Listen, people spend way more money than that on shoes that are crappy and not sustainable. So on the Kickstarter, though, it, you could do it was 125. So you were kind of giving people a discount for supporting you. Yes. Yeah. And That's so really we cool. had a, a couple price points for Kickstarter, basically, depending on when you purchased mm-hmm. during the campaign. But yeah, it was right. It was between 115 and 125. Cool. So I am excited to get my pair. I'm pumped to wear them. Now, will I be allowed to wear them outside at all? That is up to you. Okay. These are high quality materials. They're durable. I, you know, the soles, like the compound that I use and all that is durable enough to go on pavement. Okay. The shoes will not fall apart. <laughs> but something that I like to think about is I believe the home is a sanctuary and your shoes should respect that. So you can have as many outdoor shoes as you want, but like maybe have one pair that's kind of sacred that keeps your home clean and that you just 
feel good in. Especially right now when we're focusing yeah. on cleaning things and keeping them clean. Um, I exactly. do, you mentioned the website. So it's deweys.com, D-O-O-E-Y-S. So people can go check yes. it out. And then your Instagram is deweys.slipshoes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they can follow along. Look at what we're talking about. I saw um, at one point you had up this cool photo that kind of shows what every part of the shoe is made out of, which is amazing. And and I love that you, you've done that. So people can kind of follow along, but where did the name Dewey's come from? The word Dewey in Dutch, it means goodbye. And it's my favorite Dutch word because when people say it, they say it very enthusiastically. It sounds like this. Dewey. <laughs> so when you have your window open, like I'm living in Amsterdam, so when you have your window yeah. open and we live down this, the street from a school, you hear all these moms in the morning dropping their kids off, being like, Dewey, Dewey. So it's just this word oh. that... I love. And then when I created the idea for these shoes, I wanted them to be all about uptime at home as opposed to downtime, which a lot of slippers are about. They're about kicking. Yeah. I want women to be comfortable on their feet in these shoes. And so I love that the word dewy has the word do in it. Like it just captures that feeling a little bit. So yeah, that's the story. I love that though. I'm no, I don't think anyone's really ever said, I love this word. (laughs) So no, it's great. It is really cool. So on this podcast, I always talk about connections and how I find people and you kind of got sent to me in two different ways, which was really cool. So Kayla from Seatown Suites, who has been on this podcast before, um, I mentioned her recently on the how to help a small business episode. She made cookies for your launch party event. Did I get that right? Yeah. So my best friend brought these amazing cookies to the Kickstarter launch party. They were the cutest thing. They had the logo Dewey's and then the other half of them had an actual photo of our slip shoes on them. And she was like, yeah, Seatown Sweets made these. So (laughs) I'm so grateful for Kayla for sending my information to you. Yeah. So Kayla reached out to me and was like, this girl would be great for your podcast. I was like, okay, cool. So I started following Dewey's. And then a few days later, Sarah Lemon, who has also been on this podcast and does PR for a lot of amazing local Seattle companies, has been sending me amazing people. She sent me Kim from Fresh Tangerine and now you. So it was like, okay, well, I have to get her on the podcast because two people who I really respect told me I have to get her on the podcast. And now here we are. So you also got hit with a double prong of Kayla telling you, you got to be on this podcast. And then Sarah and you were probably like, who is this girl that they are talking about? No, I was so excited. I love this podcast. So I'm I'm thrilled oh, to be here. And Sarah's you. amazing. I was glad that she recommended it because yeah. I trust anything that she she tells me. So then how did you and Sarah link up? Honestly, I just found her on LinkedIn. I'm big on like when I want to work with someone, I, a lot of times I try to work with other female business owners. So I just go on LinkedIn, search for Seattle and find what I'm looking for. And honestly, she was the first person that showed up. I reached out to her. She was quick and responding. And yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful to be um, working with her. Yeah. Sarah is seriously amazing. Have you actually met her then? If you're from just, just like this, just over FaceTime. Oh my goodness. So wait, when you your launch party happened, were you not here for your launch party? I actually was. Okay. I was in Seattle right before the travel ban and oh, all my that. Goodness, I thank just God. happened to yeah. A, yeah, I was there for that. So I was hanging out with friends and just focused on my launch and had the support of my family. And then I flew back to Amsterdam like a week or so after the launch. So Dewey's is technically a Seattle company. Yes. It's a Washington company. 
What is your plan? You've been in Amsterdam for two and a half years. What is the plan? Are you coming back to Seattle? What are we, what's going on? I mean, I can't t- say too much because I'm sure if my family listens to this, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to hold you to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, As a family yeah, should. Um, my husband and I, we love it here in Amsterdam, but we miss our family and friends back in Seattle. So I'm sure moving home for us is in our near future. We just don't have a date. Okay. Spoken yeah. the very yeah. Yeah. <laughs> politically correct way for family yeah. listening. What is the next step for Dewey? So the Kickstarter wraps up. I don't know much about the Kickstarter world. I think um, the guys from Seattle that I found on the podcast, Tubbies from Tubby, you should link up with them. They're super cool. They made really cool wide drinking glasses. So for whatever you want to drink or eat ice cream out of, they're awesome. They use Kickstarter as well. And they were, I think, the only other people that I've had in the podcast who use Kickstarter. So I'm not familiar with the Kickstarter world. So as the campaign wrapped up, what happens now? So basically, once the campaign ends and it's successfully funded, the funds transfer, I think, within a few days kind of thing. But Basically, you switch from marketing and raising funds to making the shoes. So before the Kickstarter even launched, I purchased all the shoe equipment and molds and things like that because I just want to be ready to go. I I didn't want women to have to wait too long. So basically, (laughs) yeah. So what what I did is uh, last week, we placed all the material orders, except I think we have one material that still needs to be ordered. So we're in a period now of just waiting for those materials to arrive at the factory. So hopefully those will all arrive by the end of April and then the shoes will be made in May and then they'll be put on a boat, shipped to the U.S. because I'm making them in Portugal, which is known for uh, making very high quality shoes. Cool. And then we'll ship to customers in June. So wow, that's kind of the focus right now. So when you said that you purchased the equipment, how does that work? So you're buying equipment for the people in Portugal making the shoes. Yeah. So basically, for instance, like they have a lot of their, you know, like the big industrial equipment, but what they don't have is my soul is custom design. So we need to make molds in every single half size of the shoe to uh, make the, the soul itself. So things like that. And then um, to make the actual shape of the shoe, it's called the last and that is what this like big green thing goes inside the shoe and then the shoes made around it. Those have to be purchased. So things like that, that go to the actual construction of the shoe. What was the date that you conceptualized the idea of Dewey's? Yeah, I think it was March, 2018. So like exactly two years yeah. ago that I came up with the idea. And then it was fall of 2018 is when I actually like created the business entity and really hit the ground running. You went into that two years ago, knowing nothing about making shoes and listening to you talk about it. It would be like you've done this your whole life. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's cool. What it's research... nice to hear. Yeah. No, it's true because, you know, you're telling me about things. I'm like, I'm learning so much from someone who didn't know anything about it two years ago. But you've clearly done your research. And that is the base of having an amazing company you know you can jump into anything and just you know just do it which is great and all but if you truly do your research you will have a great product and you'll have a great foundation and you've clearly done that and you've got amazing marketing like your website looks great the instagram looks great you're doing all the things so it is really cool and i'm excited to see what happens now like once you're up and running out of this kickstarter phase it's funny how your kickstarter launched at least in seattle we were literally shut down 
as a city. You said March 3rd you launched. March 5th was my birthday. And that was the day that Amazon closed their offices here and made everyone work from home, which was a great time to launch your Kickstarter for work from home shoes. <laughs> yeah, no, it. I think it, it's a, I don't know if you'd say like a double-edged sword, but on one side, yes, the product is very much in line, I think, with what a lot of women are facing with having to work from home and maybe, you know, adjusting what they wear on a day-to-day basis. But I also will say, and I really appreciated your, the recent podcast, if you did highlighting small businesses is even Kickstarter campaigns, everybody's taking a hit right now. You know, there are a lot of people that aren't in a position or feeling a little scared to buy. So I think it, it is really trickling down to everybody. No, it is uh, definitely scary with so much uncertainty and all we, we all have these love for small businesses, but you kind of think like, well, what if I don't have a job in a month and I just spent all this money on takeout or Kickstarter campaigns or whatever it may be. Yeah. So there, it does get scary, but you still hit your goal, which is amazing. And you've still are now able to launch your dream, your baby. So after you get the shoes up and running on the website for people to shop. And I don't want you to think too far ahead in the future, but what are are like your next goals for Dewey's? Do you have like, I want to have a storefront or I want to be wholesale. What are your goals in that world? Stepping back, like first and foremost, I want to hear from the women wearing my shoes. So I can't wait to get these on people's feet and say, what do you think? What do you like? What can we do better? And so I want to start there. And then if people really like these shoes, I want to come out with more colors. I want to, you know, talk to the customers and say, what color do you want next? And then I'd love to come up with more styles. I'd love to launch a men's line. I, I think ask, men, yeah. yeah, men deserve good looking, <laughs> supportive, sustainable shoes for home too. So that's really like where my head's at in terms of growth and really taking this company to the next level is just expanding the product line, expanding the customer base. And really just, I want Dewey's to be the go-to shoes for everybody at home. Well, so, so I'm- making them the best shoes that I can. They absolutely will be because they are the freaking cutest. I haven't worn them yet and I, they look comfortable. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never seen a shoe that looked comfortable that wasn't. It's the ones that look, you look at and like, that shoe's not comfortable and you know it's not comfortable. And I love that you haven't made heels <laughs> for at home. Don't do that. that is my, no, don't do it. Don't I make us do that. Heels. No, yeah. <laughs> don't do that to us. So you've had a few different day jobs when you were in Seattle, correct? Like you did, you mentioned the management company and I know you worked for Fairs start or worked with fair start right yeah i worked with fair start as a management consultant okay so uh, they're just amazing an amazing organization yeah can you actually hit on what fair start is because i've never been there but i've heard about what fair start does and i know it has nothing to do with what you do with dewey's right now but i think it's really cool for people to hear about and ask someone who's worked with them yeah so fair start offers uh, food service training so for people that you know might either be down on their luck they you know are given a second chance and it's hard for them to go out and get a job fair start gives them the skills they need to get into the food service industry so they'll train them in everything from front of house to back of house and they partner with a lot of uh, really great restaurants in seattle that then hire those people into full-time jobs and so the project that i worked on was actually a partnership with amazon of opening up a coffee shop and a restaurant in one of the amazon buildings in south lake union that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great partnership. And it's a it's a awesome way for these people to get just really great food service experience and be able to go out and, you know, 
have this professional training and go out and and get great jobs in the Seattle area. Oh, it is such a cool idea. So then is there anything that you had any skills that you learned in your day job that kind of spilled over into creating and launching Dewey's? Because obviously wasn't making shoes. (laughs) Yeah. Before I got into management consulting, I worked at a startup for just over four years. There you go. And I learned so much there. And I think that's where I really got the startup bug is I'm like, I I like this. Mm -hmm. And so I think from the startup world, I learned that you got to be scrappy. Just because you can't have that team of 100 right now doesn't mean you can't get the job done. So being scrappy and through management consulting, I really learned, as we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, just like, if you don't know something, it doesn't mean you can't figure it out. And I think that's a really important lesson being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because you're not going to know a lot of stuff and you're going to have to figure it out along the way. Well, you mentioned not having a team of 100 people. What Do you have anyone that works with you or for you with Dewey's right now? Yeah. So I would say like officially I'm a team of one, but okay. there have been many people along the way that I've engaged with, whether it's through like contractors that I've worked with to you know, do copywriting or kind of bounce ideas off with the brand. You know, I had amazing, two amazing women help me shoot the Kickstarter video and and do the photography. I have a footwear agent in Portugal who's kind of like my man on the ground who can, you know, some of the things that I need to communicate with the factory need to be translated Mm -hmm. into Portuguese. So yeah, I have a lot of support. And then I'm also just started working with a virtual assistant. So that's helping me just offload like you know, about five hours a week off my plate um, wow, to get, that's great. just get some support on. So yeah, you, a lot of people have been talking about the virtual assistant thing lately and it's sounding real good. And it sounds like it is very worthwhile because getting time is the best thing a small business owner or a new business owner can have. So it, if it take, gives you more time, it's so worth that investment. And definitely, uh, obviously for you, five hours a week is it's almost a whole working day right there. It really is. I mean, it's, it's five hours less than maybe I would have spent on that Saturday morning when I just need a little bit of time to, you know, reboot. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for it. And I do think it takes a little bit of investment and time to figure out how to make it work. But for those interested in it, I listened to a podcast called Clone Yourself. Cool. And yeah, Sam, the host, does a really great job of walking you through kind of hiring a, a virtual assistant. So I just wanted to recommend that for Absolutely. anybody just getting started. That is actually a genius name for the, a podcast that is about that. And I'm going to go listen to it. So <laughs> thank you for cool. that. Well, Jordan, this is really cool. I'm excited that we got to talk at this point in your Dewey's timeline because I can't wait to see where you are in a year from now. We're going to have to do a recap and see where Dewey's is at, how many stores Dewey's are sold in, because I know that's going to happen for sure. And I'll have my shoes at that point. I'm so excited. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'd, I'd love to come back in the future. Thank you so, so much for listening to Side Hustlers. Every time you listen to an episode, you are helping a small business owner because you're going to spread that love. You're going to tell a friend what you heard on this podcast and word of mouth is how these small businesses grow. So to support Jordan, you can go to deweys.com, D-O-O-E-Y-S.com to get your work from home shoes and go back and listen to the last few episodes of Side Hustlers. They're pretty magical, which is kind of cliche to say, but it, it is super motivating 
motivating and inspirational to hear how these small business owners are getting through this tough time. And it's going to either make you want to support them, make you come out of this quarantine ready to kick butt, or it's going to make you want to start your own side hustle and open your own small business. So go listen to the last few episodes of Side Hustlers. Until next week, wash your hands, stay safe, and keep hustling. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.